0: I think it came down to a, a lack of, again, inner peace. I was always fearful and stressed out that I didn't matter enough. And it's a challenging balance because we want to fit in. We want to feel like we're worthy. We want to feel like we matter. And it's hard when we don't get that validation to be like, oh, I still matter, even though people didn't like want me in the club or whatever. Or they didn't want me on stage, but I still matter. But when we focus on our vision, when we focus on making an impact as opposed to was i acknowledged for the impact that i made i believe over time we're going to get that acknowledgement
1: welcome to the ziggler show where we inspire your true performance i'm your host kevin miller and today we are talking about masculinity Why? Well, our guest, Lewis Howes, claims the majority of stress, anxiety, and pressure men feel is due to the masks they wear. Uh, Think of it as certain personas that we fall into or buy into and get trapped in, and then we live from them in a limited fashion. And, you know, I, I thought the topic may not at first sound like something you'll initially be excited to listen to, but the question is, do you have any stress or anxiety? Do you feel any pressure? Would you like to be free of it? If that sounds attractive, then you should be ecstatic to listen to this discussion today on his new book, which is called The Mask of Masculinity. So do you wear the mask of a know-it-all or stoic or aggression? And ladies, though the mask may be geared towards guys in this scenario, you, scenario, you, you have have your own and we'll get great value here as well. So let me fill you in on Lewis real quick. If you don't know him, he began his life with a learning disability, which led to being alone and bullied in school. then to being sexually abused as a child, uh, to being injured and broke on his sister's couch. His story is a significant example of how someone can overcome the obstacles in their life and achieve greatness. Fast forward a few short years. And Lewis is a New York times bestselling author of the hit book, the school of greatness. He is a lifestyle entrepreneur, high performance business coach and keynote speaker, a former professional football player and two sport all American. And he's currently on the U S men's national handball team. He hosts a top 100 podcast in the world, folks, Uh, uh, all across podcasts, top 100. It's called The School of Greatness. It's had over 40 million downloads since it launched in uh, 2013. So the guy has been everywhere, all over the media, magazines, and uh, it's significant. Here's a fun fact. A few months ago, I was set to interview Chris Guillebeau. Uh, He's in show 486 and 487. He's an author of multiple books, such as The Art of Nonconformity, $100. Our startup, most recently side hustle. That's what we did the show on. Well, the day before our scheduled interview, he really apologetically texts me and says, "Oh my gosh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. Uh, Lewis Howes has a big event in Ohio tomorrow, and his keynote speaker came down ill. It's 5 a.m., and I'm boarding a plane in Portland to jet out and fill in for him." Well, that's how I connected with Lewis, and I am far the better for it. So you can connect with Lewis at the School of Greatness podcast. You'll find it at the top of the podcast charts, and you can get his best selling. And book, The Mask of Masculinity and, and The School of Greatness, wherever you buy books. But uh, at Lewis Howes, H-O-W-E-S, you can get it and see what else he has for you. Before we start, I want to share a great sponsor of today's show. And with no further ado then, here I bring you the great Lewis Howes. Okay. So Lewis, this book has been on the market about 30 days. I went and saw that it's in the top thousand books, uh, in Amazon. And you're of course, uh, coming to me from uh, a different state where you're in there for a book signing in the, this short time. What has been a, a surprise or a, or a standout or something that really maybe you weren't expecting it as far as response from this message?
0: Well, I think it's unfortunate how the timing of this book, because so much has happened in the world just in the last couple months alone with all the shootings, with all the bombings, with all the sexual harassment, with all the domestic violence, with all the political dis-ease, and the common denominator is men that are leading this way in the media. All these things are coming about due to angry men or – defensive men or men that don't know how to express themselves in healthier forms. And so, so many people are like, wow, how did you time this perfectly to have a book about, you know, men opening up and learning how to express themselves and healing from the past, which is typically the reason for defensiveness, the reason for needing to win at all costs, the need to be right at all costs the needing to fight and get angry is something that we're holding on to, or we feel like we need to do because that's what masculinity is or that's what it means to be a man don't back down don't show emotions do this at all costs like have all the power in the world all these different things come from our false sense of uh uh, of what society has told us is cool or is acceptable or is what a man is or what masculine is and all the different instances in our life that continue to prove this to be true yeah and so i think there's a, a big awareness that's happening right now because of the media and all these things are coming out about men who are causing a lot of these challenges in the world. And so, you know, it's unfortunate how fortunate the timing is, because I would rather not have all these challenges. But it's also good to have the awareness so people can start being mindful of, okay, here's a reaction of of someone, it doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, gender nonconforming, it doesn't matter just a human being. Here's the reaction of someone, there's something underneath that, how can we connect on a deeper way so that they don't feel isolated, feel alone. I feel like this is acceptable. So that's what it's been. It's been fun to have these conversations and talk about it to help, to help men heal, to help women understand the men in their lives. And so we can all get back to what we're all here to do, which is live a joyful, loving, passionate life.
1: Yes. Well, so the big question that you pose right from the get go, and in a sense, overall from it, you know, what does it mean to be a man. And mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to dig into some of the things that we're doing that are false. and But do you really seek to answer that question to a degree or to redefine what it is to be a man? I mean, would you be comfortable being on
0: stage and saying, okay, Lewis, tell us, what does it mean to be a man? I think it means to live a life of service. And um, I think first is serving your vision, your dreams, because I believe a man that just sacrifices his life to only be there for others, but neglects his health, neglects his passion, neglects his heart, neglects his mission is not living up to his potential by just saying, I don't care whatever I want. I'm just going to do for everyone else. I think that's neglecting his purpose. So figuring out what's inside, what lights him up, what fuels him, what gives him energy, passion, excitement, what's his mission, his talents, his gifts, his dreams, and pursuing that. And in that pursuit, how can I serve others, my friends, my family, humanity, the community, you know, how can I be of service to others as well? So a life of service, but not forgetting yourself.
1: So when you list, you just rattled off, um, a bunch of things, you know, their health and their career and their, uh, you know, their, their passions and things Mm -hmm. that we can, if we're just devoted to service, don't take care of ourselves that we miss. What are the, is there a primary void? Do you look at one of those and go, gosh, there's, there's, there's some that are being left behind more readily than others.
0: It's different. You know, I see some, I see some men that are. Completely selfish and focused on themselves, and all they do is care about how they look and how much money they make and how uh, what is said in their bio and all the, in their image. And then there are other men that I feel like completely neglect themselves and just live for everyone else. And their health is out of integrity. Their finances are out of integrity. Their everything else they neglect because they say, "Well, I'm just here to to give it all back and to serve and to be of service to everyone else." And I feel like that causes an issue also. So it's understanding, okay, how can I take care of myself? Because I believe we do need to be selfish and we do need to take time for ourselves in the morning and at night to, to be aware, to be focused on what's the purpose of my life? What's my vision? What do I want to create? How do I want to show up? What's the type of person I want to be in the world? And I think it takes time to get clear, to set our intentions, to, to focus on our health, to meditate, to, to pray, whatever it is that works for people. And it takes a couple hours a day to do that so that we can be effective by giving back and being mindful of the actions we're taking. Um, so I think um, you got both sides of the spectrum, the guys that are very selfish and the guys that are completely like in service to everyone else. Yeah. And I think how can we understand that you've got to take care of yourself first, before he can help others.
1: Well, you, of course, this is focused on guys. When I look at this book right here, The Mask of Masculinity, if you were we'll go back to that on stage uh, in front of everybody, what do you want women to know and understand mm-hmm. about
0: men? Um, well, Here's the thing. I think men in intimate partnerships with women want to make sure that i think men are heavily influenced by the actions the decisions and the energy and the words of women especially in an intimate partnership Mm -hmm. and i think men or women are 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 influenced in a massive way and in a relationship we want our partners to be happy and when they're not happy we try to figure out how can we make them happier because that's what we want we want them to be feeling good feeling safe protected happy So I want women to be aware and understand that they also have influence over men's actions and over men's words and energy. And sometimes it's conflicting for men to want to show emotion if a woman freaks out on them when they're breaking down and says, well, I need you to be strong in this moment because I'm breaking down. So you can't be sensitive or emotional because I need to be this. And um, so I think women just need to be aware of why men wear certain masks. And when you can be aware of it first, then I believe you have different tools and understanding of how to communicate effectively to the men in your life, whether it be an intimate partner, your father, your brother, your children, your son, Um, and understanding, okay, why does my father not look me in the eyes? Why do my sons never open up? Why does my husband, why is he always stoic or why is he always use humor? We can just start to be aware of these things and learn to communicate in different ways. That's what it's all about. How can we have more harmony as opposed to be disconnected in relationships? So,
1: Hey, everything you just said, I'm coming up on 25 years of marriage and I can testify to that perspective. Absolutely. I mean, your big big contention in, I don't know if that's the best word to use, but statement is that men are not being themselves, and so if you've got, I believe, to be-
0: yeah, I believe men are wearing masks to try to fit in and to try to be accepted in society. I mean, I've done it my whole life. Yeah. I wore a lot of masks: the athlete mask, the stoic mask, the material mask, the sexual mask. I wore, I wore them all at some point, and um, I do that. I, I did them and do them still to try to belong, to try to fit in, to try to be accepted, to try to be seen as worthy, valuable. And the challenge is these masks, they work. They get us big results. When I wore the athlete mask my whole life, I was committed to being the best athlete I could be. I was committed to winning because winning gave me self-worth. And it worked. I won a lot. I was driven to achieve. And I got big results. The challenge is I didn't know how to turn it off. When I lost, I was the worst loser And then everything in my relationships and my life became a competition and needing to win to prove my value in all instances, whether I'm doing a a thumb wrestling war with my girlfriend. It was like I had to dominate, you know, whether it's just like a silly little game, uh, playing a Yahtzee or something, you know, it's like I was, everything was about winning and it's not effective in, in building quality, meaningful relationships when everyone around you has to lose in order for you to feel worthy. And so that's why it's just being mindful and aware of like, okay, what are these things that I do to try to feel a sense of self-worth? If I'm constantly focused on, let's say, the material mask, needing to make as much money and then show off the money and talk about the money in a way to get validation, then I'm putting my self-worth tied into my net worth. And then when my net worth starts to go shaky in any way, then my self-worth becomes shaky. And so when we have our self-worth and our value as a human being tied into one of these masks, again, the sexual mask about how many women I conquer, or how many women desire me, then when they stop desiring me, I become less valuable. My self-worth becomes shaky. And um, when we put our self-worth tied into other things, our purpose, our mission, our vision, uh, our compassion, our giving nature, our humanity, all these other things, that's when it becomes much more stable and we're not as shaky. And, um, and we can fully be ourselves. And when we wear these masks, people can't relate to us. They can't connect to us on an intimate level because we always have something in front of our face, hiding something, our insecurities, our fears, whatever it may be. So that's what it is. It's just about being aware.
1: Well, so I right away am thinking about, I have four sons. Yeah. Causation here of, of where's this coming from? What am I doing to perpetuate that? And how can I keep them from putting these masks on? I mean, one, I'm going to make them aware. I'm going to have them read the book. Yeah, Uh, exactly. We're going to talk about it. So awareness. Uh, well, or is, that the, is that the answer? Be aware and, and, and don't do that? Or- Awareness
0: is the first thing and then constantly being aware because even though four years ago when I started to be aware of my masks, it's not like they automatically went away. Mm-hmm. I, I still get triggered when someone cuts me off in in the car uh, on the street. Uh, I get triggered emotionally because yeah. uh, that's part of my mask is like if I ever feel attacked in any way, it's my desire to want to defend myself and attack back because that's been my nature my whole life by being sexually abused when I was five by being picked on by being bullied by all these things I felt like I needed to get big fast and strong so I could always defend myself so no one could hurt me and sure if something is actually happening where someone is trying to physically harm me that's a good situation to have that defense but when someone's Cutting me off in traffic or someone bumps into me accidentally or someone looks at me a weird way or someone leaves a negative comment online. And for me to want to attack back, that doesn't support two things, my vision and my inner peace. And everything I base my life off now is basically asking myself, does this reaction or action support my inner peace and a purposeful vision for my life? Yeah. And usually reacting from fear or anger, frustration, doesn't make you feel good inside. It doesn't bring you a peaceful feeling. It brings you maybe like a vengeance feeling. And it doesn't, it takes your energy away from your vision for your life. And when something does that, I believe that's a big challenge that people face. And I've lived with that my entire life where I was very reactive, if I didn't get my way, if my girlfriend upset me, if my whatever, if something rubbed me the wrong way, I would focus and fixate on that challenge as opposed to letting it go, coming to a place of inner peace and saying, what can I do to focus on my vision, to make an impact in the world, to help build my business, to help other people, to focus on my health. And um, it's just about being aware of that first. Okay. Let me be mindful and aware. Yeah. Is this supporting my vision and my inner peace? If not, what's something I can do to let go of this and get back to that place? And that's what we can do.
1: Well, on that aspect of awareness and understanding where some of these things come from, you, of course, you lead us into we have such an innate desire and need to, as men, prove ourselves. So, yes. again, being, so being aware of that, but how <laughs> can I start cutting away? At that route.
0: That's a great question. I think we get to be, we get to ask us. I mean, my whole life, I wanted to prove myself that I mattered, that I was, that I could fit in, that I was worthy of having friends, that I was worthy of making the sports teams, that I was a worthy enough businessman to like be on stages or be in the room with the right people. I think it came down to a, a lack of, again, inner peace. I was always fearful and stressed out that I didn't matter enough. And it's a challenging balance because we want to fit in. We want to feel like we're worthy. We want to feel like we matter. And it's hard when we don't get that validation to be like, oh, I still matter, even though people didn't like want me in the club or whatever, or they didn't want me on stage, but I still matter. But when we focus on our vision and we focus on making an impact as opposed to was I acknowledged for the impact that I made. I believe over time, we're going to get that acknowledgement and to focus on the little wins. You know, I got a few emails this morning from, even though I didn't hit, you know, my book came out a few weeks ago and a big thing for an author is to hit the New York times bestseller list. It's like the, the, the thing you always look for. Right. And we didn't hit it this time. My last book, we hit it. And it was a great feeling. And this time we didn't hit it, even though we had the sales and had the press and everything else for whatever reason, it didn't make it. And for a moment I was like, that kind of sucks. You know, I put a lot of energy in something you want to be acknowledged. You want to, you know, get that result. And then I said to myself, look at all the good we are doing. Look at all the impact this is having. And even today I woke up and I had a bunch of emails from men who were just like, I went through the book. And I realized so much about my life of what's been holding me back. I cried three times throughout the book. This, I understand why I've been so this way. I understand why I've been defensive. I understand why my relationship has been crumbling. And now I have a sense of peace where I can go out in my life and take action in a a more powerful way. And so I focus on the impact, not the big results. And I think that's the challenge a lot of people have is always like, the destination is going to bring you the sense of like, okay, now I've arrived. But at the cliche is like, it's the journey and like the moments every single day. And when I, when I take, take a moment to appreciate those moments today, tomorrow, the next day, as opposed to, oh, did I hit the list? Did I get this big achievement? Some of that stuff is out of our control. And when we focus on giving our best and, and, and enjoying the process, then it starts to unfold. So this book, obviously, we are talking about bestseller. Um,
1: the message is, is profound. Um, I, you know, if, I, I thank you for writing the book, for bringing it to market. Uh, my kids, my, my, actually, I'm going to say my boys, but no, my kids need to know about this. My girls need to know uh, yeah. this as well but do you have any concerns speaking about the the bestseller list that it may not be initially at least it's going to need some momentum to grow. Cause it may not be initially yeah. powerful. Cause I, I may not want to admit that I do have a mask.
0: Yeah. I think it's challenging. I mean, because it's not a, here's how to make more money. Here's yeah. how to, there's not like a specific result for like growth. It's more of like an introspective. Okay. Let's, let's look at all the things that maybe aren't working for you. Um, or that are working for you and let's break it down in a psychological basis. And so it's a more challenging of a book, I think, to like, to, to get people excited about it right away, even though we've already sold 20,000 copies in the first few weeks and people are loving it. I think it's just a more challenging um, thing because it's not like a specific result. You're not like, here's how to make more money. Here's how to generate more sales. I, here's the thing. When the funny thing, as you know, when we work on those introspective things on a more personal level, we see the biggest results in our life. We see when I started to do this, my business grew more than ever. My relationships became stronger. I became healthier because I felt like a deeper sense of mission. I felt a deeper sense of purpose and I didn't feel this sense of stress and anxiety. So it's just getting people aware of that and, um, yeah, it's all good.
1: Well, hey, real quick, I want to just thank some of the sponsors that helped bring our show to us today. Well, so we're as you well know, we are enamored in our culture, I think men and women alike with the, the superheroes, the the billionaires, the celebrity athletes. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, do you look out there and just go, ah, you know, that 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 perspective, those perspectives are killing us? Or do you look, no, there's some good, there are some good things to aspire to, but there are some myths that are being perpetuated?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm all for making as much money as you want to make. I'm all for achieving what you want to achieve, being the best in the world at your particular thing. I'm all for it. But we see a ton of examples where those that make it are still suffering and struggling in other ways. And I think Jim Carrey said the quote, I think it was Jim Carrey said something along this line that I wish everyone could become rich and famous and realize it's not the key to happiness yeah. or something like that. I yeah, can't remember I, what it was seen, yeah, I
1: saw that before.
0: And, um, you know, and then people who aren't rich and famous will be like, well, it's easier for you to say, you know, but I'd rather be rich and famous than like poor and suffering. We all face our own struggles and demons, no matter what level we're at. And I think that's why we get to constantly be aware of what is working for us, what's not working. How can I continue to improve? How can I focus on the day to day moments and appreciate and be in gratitude for the journey I'm on? And um, yeah, it's a process, man. It's a journey, as you know.
1: Well, and it feels like you're not dissing the pursuit of those areas of I'm all success. for making,
0: I'm all for. Being the best—I mean, the reason I want to continue to grow and 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 build my business to a certain level and make an impact is because that becomes a catalyst for other people to to follow their dreams and to show people what's possible for themselves and to be that example. So, I think it's a matter of like, okay, when you have the results, when you have the money, when you have when you're building something, what are you doing with it to continue to make an impact? and not just serve yourself only, but also make an impact on the world and other people. And I think that's what it comes down to.
1: Well, you talked about, and I resonated highly with, that
0: we as men can conceive of
1: the right thing to do or the the what in essence, but it is the how that we struggle with, especially in these areas of you know, intimacy, vulnerability. I mean, I, I've known for a long time that I am not, inherently the most compassionate person on planet earth and that i would benefit myself my my wife my family and 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 everything i do that my my hosting of the show here with more compassion okay understand that how how do i wake up tomorrow and do the zig ziglar thing look in the mirror go kevin you are a compassionate guy (laughs) you know it, it feels a little little false so yeah you you hit that on we don't understand i think that's what guys resonate with you. Yeah, okay. I got you on the what, how, mm-hmm. how do I do that? And mm. I mean, is is that where you find guys
0: stop? How do you come? How do you be more compassionate or just how do you do certain things in general? Well, if you want
1: to answer the first one, I'll, I'll be a <laughs> <the> student.
0: <laughs> I think compassion comes from a place of listening as opposed to trying to fix. Mm. And, uh, and truly when someone is sharing something vulnerable, just being a listening, giving heart, uh, as opposed to, and. and And really showing interest, looking them in the eyes, being present, not like a creepy way, but like being mindful and present, not just start coaching them right away. Well, you need to fix it this way. You need to step up and quit being like lazy, quit being this, quit being this. Come from a place of, okay, this is a different, I need to step in their shoes. They're coming from a different place. Usually I would just tell someone to suck it up and get it done right? Like, quit being a little this, quit being a little that, just suck it up and get results. Go take action. That's the uncompassionate way. And sometimes, someone needs that. You know, if they're constantly coming to you, saying the same thing over and over again for months, it's time to like, okay, uh, I've heard this, I've been compassionate, I've been listening to you, now we got to get some results and and move past this, you know, conversation. It's a level of listening and a level of saying, well, if I'm in their shoes, and then, how, how would I feel? And that's what it starts with.
1: i, I You know what? Let me share real quick. As, as a dad, one of the coolest things I ever was taught by my wife, who found out about this, is that we as guys, she wasn't really picking on guys, but that we as parents will often, you know, the kids hurt, come running in, and the idea is, okay, hey, what's where's it bleeding? This is me. Because I'm there, man. I'm 100% there in love and care, but what's going on? It's bleeding. Okay, let's get abandoned. Let's get it cleaned up. Fix. And she found in, in, in good attachment, you know, from a parenting standpoint and having healthy attachment to your child with them feeling safe and secure, what they need is an embrace and, and only an embrace. So I made that radical shift for me, it was a radical shift I'm thinking that's, that's terrible that I didn't know this, uh, made that shift. And I probably use 75% less band-aids for one, uh, because (laughs) it's amazing. They take that embrace, they're held, they're understood. Just what you said, listen to, and then boom, they run off and they're, and they're gone. And I think we don't know these things. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot to be had here. Sure. Sure. You know, you, you talked about the aspect of men habitually, stuffing our feelings that not only do we do that, but we are taught to do that and told even that that is good. And yet you found some of these and you actually listed some people that you, I think had, had some reverence for that. You saw areas of success that you, you appreciated. And you said, they don't do this and they use right. those, they dig in and they use it for their own. And you actually said emotional strength and fuel. Then you went on to say, I wanted to go beyond exploration and understanding and really figure out how to fix this stuff so that I could grow and become a better man, so I could use whatever was bothering me as fuel to grow. And when I read that, I thought, is that the hope that those things that us guys are all a little bothered about, we know we're a little bothered about, things aren't right, that that can be fuel, uh, soil and fertilizer in essence, that we can, we can use to bring, out, bring fruit
0: into our lives. Say, say the question again? Well,
1: just that we can use those things. You said that we're all feeling those things yeah. that, that we are a little, we're, we're bothered by, we're in discomfort mm-hmm. that you're saying, yeah, you are use that. You can use yeah, exactly. that. Big I think
0: when we don't talk about these things, when we don't address these things, or even just write them down or share with one person, I feel like we neglect those feelings. And when we start to use them, And share them, we release it, we feel connected to other people, we feel like understood by other people, we feel like we can relate. And it doesn't just bottle up inside. So I think it's a matter of expressing some of these things in a way that most of us men haven't been conditioned or understood how to do effectively. And when we start to do it, we feel a lightness, we feel a sense of pressure going off our shoulders. You know, women, uh, in general, when I've been doing this book tour, and I'll, I'll, I'll say, okay, all the women in the room, raise your hand if you if you get together at least once a week with your girlfriends, and you talk about your fears, your relationship challenges, your body issue challenges, your insecurities. And I was like, some of you do this probably every day, and you'll meet for lunch, and you'll know, talk about these things, and almost every woman raises their hand. I say, okay, guys, mm-hmm. raise your hand if once a week. You get together with a group of guys and you talk about your fears, your insecurities, your body issue challenges, your relationship challenges, and like two guys will raise their hand. You know, it's just we're conditioned as men not to open up in groups that much. And I say, how many of you have one guy friend where you feel like you can open up to at any time? And you do this on a weekly basis where you talk about it with just one guy. And a majority of the room does not raise their hand. You know, I think 45% is the stat. 45% of men said that they don't have one male friend they feel like they can open up to about mm-hmm. anything at any time. And that's sad when when men feel isolated, when they feel alone, when they feel like no one can understand them or no one has compassion for them because they just need to be a man and they need to be tough and strong and handle these things. It becomes an isolating uh, inner world. And that isolation Causes a lot of stress, anxiety, pressure, emotional wear and tear. And I believe is one of the causes to why men commit suicide six times more than women. Why there's many more male criminals than female criminals. I believe it's a lot of reason why men have heart attacks more than women. Uh, Men die younger than women. I believe a lot of the emotional uh, challenges that men face lead to the physical challenges. And um and if men were able to express themselves in healthier forms, I believe they would be healthier physically as well.
1: Okay, so you just mentioned um well earlier you talked about when you started embracing these things. Yes. Better business, better yep. relationships, uh and, and on and on. So okay, we're looking at the benefits, but you just spoke to, and that was kind of my question. When you look out at the sea of men or you're in a social group uh-huh. or whatever, and you see these things, you see these masks happening, that what are the primary consequences? And maybe you just answered those because you just said yep. stress, anxiety, pressure.
0: Is that? Absolutely. All those things. So. Okay.
1: Well, cause that's, that's, um, that's what we're all suffering from. So when you look at these masks, that we are each wearing, what we're pretending to be. And I'll list them out real, real quick, folks. And this is the primary part. Go get the book, uh, everyone, obviously, but the number one, the stoic mask, uh, then the athlete mask, the material mask, the sexual mask, the aggressive mask, the Joker mask, the invincible mask, the know-it-all mask and the alpha mask. So as I'm flipping through, I, uh, had to admit at a fairly decent level, I wear all of those. Yeah. So do I. Uh, I, I fully understand. Is that what you find <laughs> that? This isn't a, Oh yeah, I got a couple, but the most guys, well, I mean,
0: I, there's a, there's a, there's a couple dominant ones. I think every man wears, but I think for me, I've worn them all at some point in my life. Maybe not, maybe not all right now, but I, there's definitely two or three that I wear more frequently than others. And, um, you know, I'm not like a, the Joker mask. I don't really wear the, um, you know, I wouldn't say I wear some of these, the invincible mask. I don't feel like I wear, you know, but I used to, when I played football, I was like, I can do anything. I can take on any challenge physically. I can put my body in harm's way at any time. So it just kind of depends, I think on the season of our life and what we're trying to prove, you know, or is it even that, uh, that
1: moment to moment thing, like you talked about where you can still be triggered. I think as I read through them, Absolutely. I could say the, tr- the, the triggers still are there. Even if I have moved yeah. away from some.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, the triggers are strong, man. Yeah. I think unless we really address it and we come to come to peace with that part of our life, we're going to be triggered.
1: Okay. So you said, of course, there's a couple of dominant ones. Which ones would you say are? the more? For
0: dominant? me, well, for, for most, it all depends, but for me, the athlete mask, the aggressive mask and the alpha mask were always pretty strong for me because again, I was sexually abused when I was a kid by a man that I didn't know I was picked on. I was in, you know, special needs classes. So I always felt like people were out to get me. Mm. And so whenever I felt attacked or like someone was making fun of me or someone was trying to hurt me, the aggressive mask, the alpha mask would, would come on strong. And I didn't have the emotional courage to just gracefully go through these experiences or communicate in a healthier way or diffuse situations. It was like, okay, I needed to prove my manhood. I need to prove my self worth. I need to prove that no one was going to talk bad about me or critique me or, you know, whatever. But it played into like everything. Anytime someone sent like a nasty tweet or a negative comment or this, it was like I had to like fixate on it and try to defend myself. And it just doesn't support my inner peace or my vision.
1: So with these, you picked nine, and I understand you didn't just randomly come up with, hey, here's nine out of yep. out of 50, but th- these are primary. So uh, to me, that's a big deal. And uh, if this is a fair request, I wanted to walk through each one just real quickly. And if sure. you can give us, in essence, an example, and whether that's a movie character yeah. that we all relate to, or yep. uh or whatever okay you you do it best to for us to understand because i think some people even the word stoic i've i've found in in past years some people don't totally understand what that even is
0: yeah i think that's the stoic mask is really the guy that uh has always got to put together who's doesn't show much emotion that when there's a challenge happening he's stoic he's emotionless he's got it all bottled up inside he's the strong one and um you know, you see that in a lot of, like, fathers who are, like, yeah. got it together. When everything is in chaos, it just, like, shows no emotion. Uh, the challenge is that stoic mask can lead to a lot of complications. When we don't express ourselves at all, it bottles up in some way. It manifests through a heart attack. It manifests through something else. Or maybe at some point just getting angry all at once because you've got to let that emotion out at some time. So an explosion. So look at the Vegas shooting guy who just came out and finally said, I can't take it anymore. I can't express myself. So I'm just going to unleash it on everyone and then unleash it on myself. There's an example of the stoic mask. There's the athlete mask. Uh, You know, for me, I lived with that was constantly trying to prove myself through my athletic abilities, you know, getting picked on, getting bullied. When I was in uh, third grade, I was picked last on a dodgeball game on recess. And I said to myself, never again will I get picked last. So I'm going to become so big, so strong, so valuable that people want to pick me first. And that was an example of me doing that for the rest of my, you know, for pretty much my whole life to where I was like, I've got to become so valuable to prove my self-worth. Um, but a lot of these athlete masks, you know, these guys lead, lead into other masks, the invincible mask, things like that. We'll get into that in a second. But the athlete mask, it's also a sense of like needing to win at all costs, the athlete mask, you know. Are there men in your life that need to win at all costs? Um, We've got the material mask, the man that constantly has to show off all the houses, all the nice cars, all the nice watches. Every photo is showing off how much money he has, um, talking about it all the time, um, and putting his self-worth in material things. Again, nothing wrong with making as much as you want, having a private jet, all these things. But when every post on social media is showcasing it all, then there's usually something beneath that that you're trying to prove. The Sexual mask. This is the man that uh, every woman desires, but will never get into a serious committed relationship. The man that talks about all the women that he slept with or hooked up with, or brags about it constantly. What is underneath that? Why are you talking about those conquests? Uh, Why is, one woman, never enough. Why is these things, uh, why do you face these things? What are these challenges? What's the pain underneath that? The aggressive mask, again, someone that's just constantly aggressive in their actions and their words and their energy and a man who is just reactive, a guy who's always reactive and aggressive. The joker mask, the guy who uh, always has to say a joke, always leads with humor, even in sensitive situations. He doesn't know how to express himself in that vulnerable way. So he says a joke to lighten the mood. There's nothing wrong with humor. There's nothing wrong with being funny. There's nothing wrong with like making things enjoyable and light. But when when you're at a funeral and you've got to tell a knock-knock joke because you can't be with your feelings and emotions, something's underneath that. The invincible mask, the guy who takes all the risks in the world, who puts his life on the line constantly who uh puts his business on the line, who is gambling, who is doing all these other things because he believes that he's invincible. Something usually underneath that. The know-it-all mask, the guy who has all the answers, the guy who has who is always right, the guy who gets multiple degrees because one bachelor degree isn't enough. He goes for the master's and the PhD and then talks about his degrees and uses his intelligence to influence people and prove his self-worth and then you've got the the alpha mask which is the guy that again um is constantly needing to be right the guy who constantly needs to be right in all situations you know when we live from a place of i'm right at all all the time then everyone else is wrong and that's a very lonely place when you're the only one who's right and instead how can we come from a place of win-win where we're both right, where we both don't feel like we're losers in the situation. So those are the masks and some of the examples.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for walking through those. Well, so looking at those overall, I, I'll i just talk my, myself, first person here. I mean, I, I look at those and think I... I want to be, or I feel like I need to be competent in those areas. I mean, we, as men, that's our, that maybe that's the big mess. I'm supposed to be competent. I'm supposed to come off that. And I, you know, I have a big family. I've got uh, a lot to provide for, and I've got, you know, business partners and employees. And, uh, so I, but I hear you saying it's not that we are to just dismiss all of those roles in essence, or or those uh,
0: competencies, those abilities yeah. See, these ma- you know—these masks, they work for us sometimes. Mm-hmm. They work for us in a big way. Wearing the athlete mask worked for me. I got great as an athlete. The challenge is my why just needs to shift. Why do I want to be a great athlete? It was to prove these kids wrong about me. It was to prove that I was valuable. It was to make myself look good. And it worked. It got me results, but it left me feeling very empty inside it when I would get these results. So instead, just shifting that why. Why do I want to be a great athlete? I want to do it because I love it, because it's fun for me, because it brings me a lot of joy and passion, because it inspires me to improve, because it inspires other people as well. I get to showcase something and make an impact on other people. Very different than I'm doing this to prove those kids wrong. I'm doing this to look good. I'm doing this to make money so I feel valuable. When we shift our reason for why we're doing something, then we don't have to like get reactive or get hurt or get frustrated. If something doesn't go our way, we just get back to our vision. And same thing with like, okay, I want to make a lot of money to prove those people wrong about me. I want to make a lot of money to, um, because I'm living in fear because I feel like I'm broke because I'm this and this. And instead I want to make a lot of money because I'll be able to help more people because I want to live a certain lifestyle. I want to have more flexibility. I want to have more freedom. So it's just like figuring out, coming from a, a better why, yeah. a better, uh, a more impactful why as opposed to a negative why. And that's what we just need to focus on.
1: No, I, I love that. So I I literally last night sitting with my three oldest uh, sons, we're watching Gladiator. My my, yeah. my two, two middle-aged boys wanted to watch it again. It had been a while and wanted to watch it with me. So we watched it and, and really talked through it some too. But what you said brought me back. It was kind of the early part of the movie where the gladiator who's, who's done, well, he wasn't a gladiator, he's Maximus, and he's leader of the army and does an exemplary job. He is the best at what he does. Therefore, yeah. then Caesar says, I want you to become emperor." He says, I don't want to. And Caesar said, that's exactly why you need to do it as opposed to somebody else. Uh, that is a great why. The, the why was, yeah. the why the opportunity at least was, be an exemplary in his, in his, in his job in his, exactly. in his role, but not for personal gain. Yep. Um, thank you. It's a great, great imagery of that. Well, sure. one, one overall piece here, when you get a guy, I don't hear you saying in essence, and I want to make sure everybody hears this, that you're going in front of a group of, of, of guys saying, look, you guys all need to become something that you are not. You need to become super expressive and outgoing and tender and, and, and vulnerable. You, Cause some of them, they're stoic and they're going to continue to be, but what you're saying is if you live in that as your identity, and, and when you mentioned it with the stoic mask, I thought you're saying that you just got to be able to get that out somewhere. So maybe you're not going to be unstoic in your pers- personality. It's kind of what yeah. you've grown to be, but you got to. Let the steam it's out funny. somewhere.
0: Yeah, you got to let it out someplace, and and I'm not saying you need to like be vulnerable and cry every single day. What I'm saying is like you got to find a uh, situation that works for you. Whether that's you know you're journaling, whether that's once a week you find a guy friend, a girlfriend, a therapist, a pastor, whatever, where you can talk to and you create a context and you say, okay, every Friday night, I'm for 30 minutes. I'm going to talk about all the things I'm struggling with this week. And all the things I'm afraid of, all my insecurities, all this. And my intimate partner is going to listen to me and she's not going to judge me or or whatever. My pastor is not going to judge me or critique me. I'm just going to get to share and have someone be compassionate towards me. And that is very healing in itself when we feel like someone else can hear us and have that compassion, something you said you want to work on yourself. Um, and that's what it is, creating a container and a context that works for you.
1: Overall, in this message, when guys get into it, understand it, see the masks, do you find a sense of relief, even a deep breath from them? Yeah.
0: I mean, when we are aware of the things that hold us back in our life and we address it and we start to let them go and we realize, oh this is terrifying to let this go and to reveal ourselves. It's terrifying to do that because we've been conditioned not to, but when we do and we see, Oh, people still like us. They still accept us. They still love us. It's a sense of relief. And we just get to continue to practice that on a daily basis.
1: Well, and I, and I asked that and I'll, I'll, I'll end this here, folks. You've just, you got to go, you got to dig into this book here. But when I read it, it, it brought me back again. I'll have to testify to my wife years back. Uh, of her bringing it to my attention that my persona, my image, she called it Superman. That was my mask. Maybe it's the invincible,
0: the invincible mask. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that was it. And it was killing me. And when she spoke to that in grace and, and in love, it was not too, it was probably longer after that than I would like to admit uh, I finally found myself in a place where I, w- I, was, I was just done. I was at my end and I had to admit it to myself, but that allowed me to. That's why I ask about that, the relief. And then I read down through these, I go, oh, gosh, I don't have to be, well, it felt like imprisoned. I, I was
0: imprisoned to it. Yeah. And, and what a That's relief what to just not. Yeah. That's what it is, man. It feels like a prisoner when we have these masks on. Yeah.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you for having the guts to bring this forward. to Tell your own story. I looked at your Facebook right, page today and you were talking about being sexually molested at five. That's not something no. a lot of people want to uh, talk about. Uh, thank you for having the courage to bring this to us and push it through. So 20,000 copies already. Here's to the next 200,000, Lewis. Thank you, man. Appreciate you very much. Well, so after that, friends, are you ready to shed some masks? I know I am. It's such a convicting topic. Again, connect with Lewis at the School of Greatness podcast. You'll find it at the top of the podcast charts. You can get his best-selling book, The Mask of Masculinity, and his previous book, The School of Greatness, wherever you buy books. But you can go to Lewis L E W I S. Howes, H-O-W-E-S.com, uh, to get it, see what else he has for you there. Well, coming up next in show 523, we go behind the scenes with Lewis in our Habits Show to find out what his daily habits for success are. Some highlights, he is a fan of high-intensity interval training. They call it HIT. He thinks nutrition is everything. He meditates every morning. He grew up in the Christian religion and today ascribes to the religion of Love. Feels his own his own podcast interviewing the greats like we do here on the Ziggler Show is really his best education and testing ground, and he's an avid salsa dancer. What may interest you most, though, is his discussion of the Millionaire Morning. So, till then, folks, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.